campers, and welcome to Camp Cryptid. We are your hosts, Louis Stardust and Erica Fett. What's up, you little monsters? Little monsters sitting around the campfire for another Campfire Tales. This is where we take your viewer-submitted stories, and we go through them, we kind of dissect them. Maybe we'll figure out, like, what it was that you encountered, or we're just going to hear a cool story that you have to share. Yeah. If you want to submit your own story or possibly get featured in future Campfire Tales episodes, you can do so by either sharing on our Reddit or going to our website, which is campcryptedpodcast.com, and going to our contact section. And over there, we can get access to your stories, share them, and talk about them and, and all that cool stuff. Yeah. And, you know, your stories don't even have to be about ghosts. Uh, They can be about weird experiences you've had with like UFOs or any type of uh, cryptid or, you know, just a weird experience that you felt, whether it be like a premonition or, you know, something that made you feel like you were being watched in in a certain area. Uh, We just love anything creepy. (laughs) We're very like... We love to hear local legends and lore. Um, So if you have like something that is from either, you know, your background or where the city you're living in or anything like that, we would love to hear about your local legends as well. So anything really that's weird of like supernatural, paranormal, conspiracy, whatever, like just please send this. We would love to hear it. Yeah. I mean, even if you just have like a movie that you, you know, we talk about and you're like, oh, wow, that's a topic I think that, you know, they would like just. Send it over our way. You know, be our little eyes out there. Yes. We love that. <laughs> yes. We really appreciate that. Especially because like Reddit has been that for us, I think, a lot too. Um, we get a lot of like fun little stories and stuff from people on there. So thank you for being uh, a contributor. That's it. That's all I got to say. Oh, I know. I love our Reddit. Like I get so excited when people post like their little pictures of like cryptid mm-hmm. stuff or their own like little local legends in there. It like makes our day. Like we like message each other. Did you see this story? Did you see this picture? It's so so fun. Yeah, it's really fun. I really, really enjoy that. Well, with that being said, let's get into our first campfire tale. So our first story comes from Norm, and they say, So a while back, my mother-in-law opened a house out in Philadelphia, Tennessee. Uh, it was a big two-story beautiful house, one of those ones that had a fireplace and every kind of room deal, so very fancy. Uh, the story goes that during the Civil War, the Battle of Philadelphia was fought pretty much in the backyard of this house. I use the term backyard loosely. It was a big hill, but you can walk through the woods there and still see some of the remains of the bunkers that were built into it. At the time, the house was owned by a preacher, and he and his wife took all the wounded soldiers. Now, what you would assume is that this is just another the enemy came in and killed the wounded thing, but that's not what happened. As local legends have it, When the victorious Union soldiers came through after the battle, they separated the wounded Confederate soldiers and left them with their own Union soldiers in the care of the preacher and his wife. However, they took all the Confederate soldiers' horses that were still alive after the battle and corralled them into the preacher's barn. After the horses were in, they went on to burn the barn down. Damn. That's... Those horses didn't do anything. I know! These horses didn't choose a side, damn it, and leave the... Like, come on! I guess it's, like, their way of transportation, right? But, like, they're like, we're going to fuck up these horses. Like, you could use the horses, too. It's not like the horses pledged to it. You know what I mean? That's, like, that's true. They could have just taken the horse, horses. Is that, is that the term? Horses? Horsey? Horse eye? Horse eye? Yes. (laughs) You could just take it yourself. That that was really sad. I didn't expect that. Okay. No, poor horses. R.I.P. Yes. You can tell we're we're, we're truly upset in this story. Um, From there is where we come to modern times there have been multiple barns built on the foundations of the original house and supposedly they've all burned down for one reason or another horses refused to go near the site of it 
And uh, Norm says that they can attest to this from firsthand experience as well. And the house itself uh, is also seems to be like something spooky. So let's go there. So uh, talking about the house itself, the first time I stayed the night there, my mother-in-law told me it was haunted, but not to worry. They're friendly and they just like to play. I'm sorry. The first part works for me. Being like, oh, they're friendly ghosts. You're going to tell me they want to play with me? Hell no. That is not the way I want to hear it. That's like the creepiest way of phrasing it. Like, don't worry. They just like to play. No. Like, what are they playing with? Like, No disrespect to your mother-in-law, but oh my gosh, that just freaked me. I did not like how that was written. Um, I got to go use the bathroom in the middle of the night, and all the drawers were pulled out of the bathroom. He said it was just my in-laws messing with me, I'm sure. They claimed they were innocent, and... They went to eat breakfast and go on with the day. A few days later, the in-laws have gone out of town, so him and his wife at the time invite some friends over to shoot fireworks, which, you know, was always a great idea. Uh, When me and my friends carried them into the woods, uh, we put the fireworks down and then figured he would show them a little bit of the house. Uh, It's not every day you get to see a house that's old and cool after all. That's when the house really started playing. We, I don't like that. That weirded me out again. The playing term is freaking me out. Uh, when we walked into the dining room, the mirror that was over the fireplace of the room was under the dining room table. This mirror weighed at least 200 pounds. The chairs were all turned around and laid out on their backs and pushed under the table. Not haphazardly at all. They were still in the perfect placing. I guess it's like from their position, they just kind of went down and under. Like they weren't just like scattered. Yes, I don't know how yeah. much about this legend is actually true, but I do know the Battle of Philadelphia, Tennessee was fought there and the preacher and his wife did live there and take care of the wounded soldiers. I also know I never believed in spirits, ghosts, etc. until I'd stay there. What I chose to believe is that the young men who died around the house are still there for some reason or another and don't feel any malice towards us. They just really wanted to have some fun sometimes. And the barn is a completely different story. I think the thing that weirds me out more, like it weirds me out that they keep saying that they want to play with you. Yeah. Don't. Like that just weirds me out. But the horse thing is pretty interesting yeah i just i guess i never understood that whole like horses in battle and like killing horses like and anytime i see a battle scene no that's a horse i'm like what did the horse do like there's such much it's like that's their method of transportation i guess but like you could take the horse and then it's yours that's it finders keepers that's it yeah exactly oh and guess what it still works and it's gonna be a horse you know like yeah i don't yeah i don't get it but i will say uh, it is interesting that there is, you know, the rumor of the stables continuously, like the barns burning down. Um, yeah. And that the horses are weirded out by the spot. Yeah. Probably because they could tell that a bunch of horses died there. That's probably why. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that Battle of uh, Philadelphia, they took like a couple hundred um, soldiers. So they probably had quite a few horses. Um, well, especially because like animals have a way of like sensing things. They have like a fifth sense. You know what I mean? When like yeah. whenever you watch any sort of natural disaster or just even in films, like you'll see something happening, like all the birds fly away, all the animals leave the forest. So like yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if horses yeah. knew that this was like a bad area in general. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like the the priest did anything in particular wrong, right? Because it looked like... I, it sounded like he just, like, took care of people, right? Like, I, yeah. I, I don't know if there's... I, I couldn't find anything about the preacher, but um, I didn't think that, that he was, like, killing anybody. To, no, no, yeah. no. Other people were killing the horses. But yeah, it, it, to yeah. me, it doesn't seem like a weird um, yeah. space. But that's very interesting. And and I think me and Erica, more than anybody, or, or just as much can understand the uh 
not really believing it until you grow up in a space like that or until you stay in a space like that yeah. and then you get haunted by something. So that was a pretty cool story. Thank you for sending that one over, Norm. Very historical, and we're here for it. <clears throat> so this next story is also somewhat uh, historical, and it comes from Scott, um, and this is about his family's ghost. Uh, so Scott says, he is a relative of mine who I grow up hearing stories. Uh, through this article, it doesn't tell the whole story from what I was told. Like when the sheriff found him hanging, they all shot him to make sure he was really dead. The tree he was hung on um, from what was referred to as the lackey tree. I'm not sure if it's still standing, but would like to find out. Scott linked an article to his ancestor, um, Al Lackey, uh, who was uh, basically a man, a rancher, who went on a murder spree and killed five people after they were spreading rumors about him and his daughter. Al Lackey basically um, was caught by people and hung on this tree. Um, and the article basically says like that he was that tree is like a couple miles from where the police station at the time was so i guess that that's a little piece of like information but yeah this basically happens outside of i think johnson city texas so if you're around johnson city texas around the u.s highway 281 area and you see a mysterious ghost walking that could be scott's relative good old al lackey but we'll post this article the article is really cool itself um but it's it's alarming having like a family ghost like that i mean i i think it's a blessing right and maybe a little bit of a curse but mostly a blessing to have this opportunity to use like 21 23 me is what it's called and like ancestry and all that stuff yeah but i want to know like deep lineage i don't know if you have that with your family like are you able to go f super super far back and see like where where you, you truly came from and stuff oh yeah so like this is goes back in time a bit yeah Oh, hell yeah. That's super cool. Yeah, I have my one side pretty much stretched back to, like, pretty much Viking era stuff. You did say that. I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, like, I, I'm related to the Cornell side of things. So there's, like, yeah, Thomas Cornell, and then you can trace his lineage to, like, um, mm -hmm. William the Conqueror and Rollo the Viking, and that's actually part that's of my pretty cool. um, family. So that's pretty cool. I have Viking in me. Yeah. I would believe it. <laughs> Uh, this next story comes from Nick, and Nick says, well, what I think is cool is that Nick found our show on Spotify. So I don't know if Nick who knew who we were beforehand, but figuring out, you know, us just from Spotify is pretty cool. So thank you for checking out our podcast. I love that. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. So Nick says, uh, the story happened in the summer of 2007. My brother, my best friend, and I were driving to another friend's house to pick up something the next morning. It was about 11 at night in the middle of the country. We live outside of Syracuse, New York. We were approaching a bridge over a small river when we saw what looked like a man squatting on the guardrail. When we got closer, maybe 20 yards away, this figure who up until now seemed faceless suddenly had red eyes as it leaped into the air and seemed to swoop at the car. My friend who was driving and I in the passenger seat both looked at each other and said nothing. After a few seconds, my brother in the back seat said what the fuck was that we all freaked out afterwards because no one actually knew what we saw we even <laughs> called our friend who we were driving to to look out his window when we got there to make sure nothing was on top of the roof of the car we all knew we saw something but we didn't know what nobody leads us to the state but we know someone tried to tell us it was a bird but there's no birds around here that size or that look like a six foot man i would appreciate uh you reading it and thank you so much for for sending that over nick i know you said that you have other stories Feel free to send them. We are happy to listen to them. Oh, heck yeah. There's no way you're convincing me that's a, that a bird is a six-foot-tall thing. Six foot around Syracuse, New York. Yeah, I... I, yeah. 
I mean, I don't think that like cranes and stuff would ever even be that tall. And I just don't think that a crane would be like mistaken for a man, you know? He said it jumped up in the air, like hopped on the car. Did it fly away? I mean, I guess it wasn't really specified, right? Because it just dipped out and they didn't even know if it was on top of the car still. Uh, what do you think it could be? Oh. So it was squatting off on the guardrail. Yeah, and then it said that it was a bit faceless. So it, it's not like totally a mothman to me, but I like the idea of it being like those big red beady eyes. You know what I mean? Listen, I feel like there's so many more feral people that are in the wilderness than like we even realize. Like think about just like people who have just gone off the grid or people who have just kind of like, you know, established themselves out there. Yeah acting all weird maybe you know on some drugs you know i mean that is it's pretty possible to find somebody who's just kind of like essentially feral in the woods you know what i mean but also having red eyes and swooping at the car also i don't know if drugs do that like Mm -hmm. (laughs) i've only smoked weed in my life i don't (laughs) i don't know After the great, uh, you know, bath salts incident, I very much was like, I'm only smoking weed for the rest of my life. Not that I ever did bath salts. But uh, my point is, like, for that, I don't know. Um, This is where it's like dash cam. Dash cam. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That's it. Okay. That's what we, okay. That's what we need need to, like, start doing is sending out dash cams to every person in the United States and then being like, Boom. Now we can capture everything. Just so you know? nothing happens. You know what I mean? You just need it. You never know what you're going to need it for. This well, would be a moment. it's safe to say that that animal was probably nocturnal, right? Like, yeah. And I so, don't know what a specific animal could be. Um, what kind of large bird would be nocturnal at that time? And also, it couldn't have been a human because we don't have reflective eyes. That's yeah, but something it, that's like a genetic thing that's like passed down. And if you're, if you're basically, if your genetics lose it, you never get it back. But also like a big it would be a really big bird, and I don't think so. Like, from the shape of it, it doesn't really make me think birds, so. Yeah. Uh, um, a harpy eagle? Is that in Syracuse, New York? Is that, like, a thing? I don't know. I guess. Where are harpy? Let me look this While up. you're looking this up, I'm going to say, if you yes. are listening and you're a viewer and you think you might know what this is, if you think it's a real-life creature, a cryptid, some kind of thing, feel free to let us know on Reddit. I would love to hear your thoughts on this one. Golden Eagle, it looks like Golden Eagle and uh, and Bald Eagles are the only two. So unless we have like a, you know, certified ornithologist here to kind of set us straight on if Harpy, I, 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 that's, I couldn't imagine any other nocturnal, I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. That's a, that's a crazy one. So that's it for like the main submissions that we got uh, this week. But we did get two stories that are kind of follow-ups on recent episodes we did. Uh, we recently did an episode on skinwalkers, uh, wendigos, and shapeshifters. And we also did a little bit of a urban legend story where we talked about Ellicott City. And that's in Maryland, correct? Yes. Um, so we had two listeners who submitted some information about both of those. So we're going to talk about uh, the emails that they sent. Okay. 
Um, so Darian is the person who sent us something on Wendigos and Skinwalkers. And they say, Hi, I just got done listening to your latest episode on Skinwalkers and Wendigos, and I would like to share what I know about said creatures. First thing I want to say is I'm not an expert, but I am Navajo, and I've lived on the Navajo reservation all my life, and stories have been passed down from generation to generation. First off, thank you so much for submitting. This is like the one thing like Erica and I were talking about when we did this episode. We wanted to speak to somebody who was Navajo or was, um, you know, from an area where these things get talked about often and you know obviously we aren't capable of doing that and we looked for people to submit and we didn't find anybody so thank you for submitting that that's great for us two thumbs up yes (laughs) um the reason why it's so hard to find any information about skinwalkers is that it's considered taboo to talk about them especially to outsiders talking about them is said to draw or attract a skinwalker each native american tribe has their own version of skinwalkers who more or less do the same thing this is something that i figured right like it's so it's so it's not like it's like sacred but it's more like this thing is so fucked up they don't want to basically get out there and happen um so i believe that and I'm just surprised, I guess, that it didn't get leaked. Like, nobody's leaking these stories out. They respect it so much, which is fantastic. But it's, um, that was mainly my question when we had this in the last episode. Um, so, a, so a Navajo skinwalker is pretty much the same thing as an, why am I bad at this? Patchy and Pueblo? I'm the fucking Spanish one. What is this? So, a Navajo skinwalker is pretty much the same thing as an, an Apache or Pueblo <laughs> skinwalker. My this is a tongue twister for me. We got it. Okay. Now, what you've said about them are mostly true. They are Navajo witches who usually take the shape of a coyote or owl because of in our myths and legends, they are bad omens, but they can also take the shape of other various animals like deers, foxes, sheep, etc. The main motivation for someone to become a skinwalker is to get revenge on an individual or a family by inflicting physical, psychological, and or emotional pain and torture. Why somebody would want to do that and go to such great lengths mm-hmm. is beyond me. Um, agree with that as for the ritual to become a skinwalker it is unknown to even me and even if i knew i wouldn't be able to tell you or anyone but what i can tell you is that it is very taboo and requires one to do an unspeakable dark heinous act we do have blessings and prayers as we do for victims of a skinwalker and they are performed by shamans more commonly known as medicine men a good hollywood representation of a skinwalker is in the 2003 movie the missing with tommy lee jones and kate blanchett and uh, i'm happy to answer any questions you have about the navajo myths uh this is great darian thank you so much for submitting that to us i really really appreciate you taking time to talk about a subject that obviously like we care so deeply about and want to be respectful about and like I'm not trying to pry information out of anybody. Like, that's not what our goal for this episode was. But it was more so, like, to me, super interesting on how the way that word of mouth happens, that this information hasn't been, like, put out there, you know? There's, like, speculation and rumors and stuff, but it hasn't been, like, this is what it is. And, yeah, it's impressive to me, if that makes sense. What did you think about that? Oh, I loved it. I think it's, like, like you said, I think when we did this episode, we really wanted to have, like, a voice, you know, of someone who had, you know, knowledge and, and, and like, has lived this. So it's just, like, for you to write in and give us this information is just, like, it's so awesome. We just love that feedback. Yeah, thank you so much for submitting that and one. And also, I think it's really cool to include, like, other cultures in their, you know, their their legends and their lore. Um, because I think that's one thing really cool about the world is just seeing all the different people who have, like, different, you know, monsters or legends or, you know, like, supernatural beings and, like, comparing them throughout the world. And I just, yeah, super cool. Mm-hmm. Pumped. <laughs> Absolutely. 
So also on our recent Urban Legends episode, we covered Ellicott City, Maryland. And if you haven't heard about that city, it is basically where the oldest train station in the United States still stands. And it's a really cool city located in a valley. Uh, It looks really haunted if you look at pictures. Um, But, you know, when we dove into the episode of, of Urban Legends, we found that there was a lot of weird stuff about this little city. And while it does have the name that it's a haunted city, I think they're seriously, the citizens are seriously downplaying how haunted this area is um now we also had someone write in that is from the area so this next little bit is from tj uh and tj said uh when i saw your new episode this week on ellicott city i was extremely excited because i actually grew up right outside of the city i thought you guys might like to know some additional details about the area and some legends i grew up with one the historic portion of ellicott city aka main street where all the flooding happens is built pretty much in the middle of patapsco I hope I said that right, (laughs) Valley State Park. Uh, The railway runs along hiking paths, which means you can walk about a mile from the city into the middle of a rather large forest. And then living in the area is great for hiking, which is something that many people do frequently. Growing up, there were rumors of satanic worship and rituals in the woods where people would find strange structures built from sticks and rocks that people believed were altars. I remember my parents coming home from a hike and telling us about one structure they found that had animal bones scattered about it. Needless to say, we were steered away from that road uh, when hiking in the future. Two, because of its proximity to the forest, there are a lot of winding roads into the city. The main road, New Cut Road, is notorious for accidents, so much that pretty much anyone you talk to knows someone who has either run off the road or gotten very close uh, to it. These accidents are largely to the shape and the width of the road, uh, and they are not necessarily tied to anything spooky. New Cut was closed for several years as it was damaged by the floods but has since been reopened so i'm not sure if they altered it to make it any safer there is another road leading into the city that has an actual legend tied to it college avenue features many steep hills some which you cannot see the other side of the hill until you're at the very top similar to the hills of san francisco in total there are seven hills which has resulted in the road being nicknamed seven hills road not the most creative i know hey i think it's actually pretty creative and sounds pretty cool so go with it (laughs) contrary to what you might think there is not much to do in ellicott city and often as teenagers we would drive around at night aimlessly often taking the roads around the city as they were relatively empty and scenic seven hills was one of our favorites to take as it was fairly straight and as dumb teenagers you could take it relatively fast and have some fun on the hills however we knew not to be on this road too late because of the urban legend according to stories if you turn onto the road at exactly midnight once you make your way over the first hill you will find you are suddenly being followed by a truck this truck will tell you and try to run you off the road until you either make it past the seventh hill or you don't this apparently has happened to one of my friend's moms as she was younger she is never fond of using a seatbelt, but apparently on the night that this happened she had the overwhelming feeling that she needed to strap in when she turned on the seven hills she suddenly found herself being tailed and was soon ran into uh, a ditch on the side of the road <clears throat> that is crazy um and three ellicott city outskirts have a ton of abandoned houses many of these houses which are built on the side of the roads are deemed unfit to live in due to the proximity of cliff faces due to erosion flooding or maybe just bad bad planning these houses are mere feet away from steep drops the hell house i knew growing up was one of these houses and it was a frequent spot for kids to go and do illicit activities i've only been once during the day and it's extremely creepy with children's toys still in the bedroom and remnants of the home still intact while the house decays and nature grows through the building It looks like whoever lived there just pick up and left one day, leaving everything behind. I can't recall any paranormal stories off the top of my head, but I'm sure that there is something attached to that home. There's even more stories about Ellicott City, and I'm sure many of the locals have stories of their own. 
If you ever do go, I highly recommend taking a ghost tour of the city as um, other than the shops there, there's not much to do. Pretty much everything but the restaurants closed by seven, so the street turns to an actual ghost town. I hope that these stories have added to your desire to come to our little town. Uh, I love Ellicott City, and after the floods in 2016 and 2018, it has been sad to see in a downturn. Well, we're here for Ellicott City. That just makes me, <laughs> yeah, that just makes me want to go there more. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they're, they're, first off, a lot of information. Thank you so much for sending all that over, TJ. That is a lot. Yes. Um, obviously, when you were reading it, Erica, the first time, you gave us tons of information about the city, a city I've never heard of before, and it was like such a niche yeah. thing um so i think it's really cool that you know tj was listening and saw the name and got excited and submitted something uh yeah to me it just seems like one of those destinations in the world where things will always happen there um so you know i i, yes. I joke and call it the Hellmouth, kind of like buffy but it's like that where it's like this particular area things consistently yeah. happen and it seems like alicott city's definitely got that going on it honestly reminds me of yeah. like a dairy, like yeah. from like, uh, yeah, because it's got like, it's got that little quaint town look, but it looks like it's totally like haunted. Uh, we also had someone else write in about Ellicott on our subreddit and basically said that when they would frequently go to, to Ellicott City, they just noticed that there was like a heavy air like, it just felt like something mm. was off in the city. So I just think it's been really cool to have people, like, write in about Ellicott City because, I, I mean, I, there were a lot of weird things that happened around that area. And I was just looking specifically around Ellicott. So I can't imagine, like, the perimeter around there, like, you know, for, like, 10 miles and see what else oh, yeah. is going on there. Maybe it's, like, a little triangle of, like, mystery and, you know. It's, it's just a weird place. And I know, again, we've been looking for more yeah. places to go and kind of investigate and see for ourselves. And I definitely think this is like on the top of our list for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because we could, we could, Ellicott City would be so fun because it's just like this cute little town. We could wear like little train conductor outfits, right? Like, Very <laughs> for the experience. Um, yeah. So, TJ, if you're listening and there's a cool ghost tour that you recommend us checking out, please send it over so we could check it out. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. And if anybody from Ellicott City, you know, is listening and you have, you know, another legend or anything else you would like to add to, like, the mystery that surrounds Ellicott City, like, let us know because I am now a hype, a hype man for Ellicott City. <laughs> I haven't even been there and I'm obsessed. Mm -hmm. We're deep. We are. We are. <laughs> We're deeply invested in a city that we've never been to. So I really enjoy that. Um, so is there anything else that you've been up to this week? I know we talked about some stuff we recently watched, but have you watched anything else? Or is there anything you're looking forward to or looking to oh, see? Okay. I mean, the new Prey is coming out. The Predator mm -hmm. movie. What is it? Oh, my gosh. So if anybody's listening, you know that Lou and I are huge fans of uh, Predator, sci-fi, everything. And for me, especially Predator growing up, I that was one of my favorites. Um, and so I'm very, very excited about Prey coming out. Very excited. Are you just binging all of the other like Predator movies to prepare for it? Yeah, the other day I felt so bad because she had texted me. I was like, girl, I'm so sorry. I just saw this. I was very invested in Predator 2. <laughs> No, it's okay because I, I honestly uh, cannot remember the movie, so I should be getting on that because you watch them way more than me. I was the alien oh, girl. I, yeah. so it's neither, I know you love Alien too, but it's like Alien, yes. Predator, you know? Yes. We yes. should we should combine our forces one day and see what the superior uh, film is. Oh, my gosh. See, that's the thing. is That's why I got to watching them because I was rating the Predator films. Mm -hmm. and And I could not figure out because I loved AVP. Yeah, AVP. Is I did one of my too. Favorites. I thought it was good. I loved it. 
I think we should I do a whole episode it. about that, and, and we'll kind of be like team alien, team vet predator, and then kind of go back and forth. Oh my god, I love it! I love it. I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm here it looks for it. really good. So I, I'm a hype man, also for Prey. I haven't seen it, but I'm already obsessed with it. I, the fact that it got a standing ovation at Comic Con gives me like fucking chills. I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, I saw a um, screenshot. I, I didn't get to watch X yet. I've been like really wanting to see it. But did you see? I don't know if I sent it to you because um, I screenshot some stuff. I was like, I have something to Erica. And there is a trailer, I believe, that dropped for I guess the woman in it is called Pearl. Yes. Right. And there's like a yeah. prequel story that already like eight yeah. is like, OK, it's coming out. And it's like so fast. Like I know they were filming, it, I guess, like side by side with this but that looks really interesting to me i would be excited to see that yeah x was good uh i honestly like okay so you know we're very sex positive Mm -hmm. on this podcast and you know horror to me horror and sex kind of go hand in hand you know like whether it be like you know slashers killing virgins you know get in and you know titties out they they go hand in hand right like (laughs) it's a beauty that's the beauty of horror Mm -hmm. um but i kind of went into it because i was like oh hell yeah it's a horror movie about them making a porno i had no idea what to expect back yeah it looks really good i don't want to give it away but you Mm -hmm. have to watch it i I, i'm excited to see what they're doing with the prequel um yeah i yeah it'll be intense (laughs) yeah no i absolutely love that um i and i know this isn't horror related but it reminded me have you played stray yet the video game no but it looks adorable and it makes me want to cry just it's literally but it's like dystopian future kind of like looking kind of lights and i love that shit. and it's a cat i love that. it's a cat game yeah i feel like you have to play that yeah I, i'm very into that so i've been focusing on on just cute stuff amongst all the spooky i know you kind of have to like weigh it out because too many like true crime docs and stuff you get kind of like oh gosh like you see a white van and you're like that is a scary van and it doesn't even matter if it's like a cake van it doesn't matter <laughs> yep yeah no i agree Mm-hmm. No, I haven't really been playing any games lately. I mean, like we tried to play World of Warcraft, but like, oh man, just getting reinvested to World of Warcraft. I'm like, oh gosh. We have to prepare for the for the new drop. So Dragonfly, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's there's I mean we're getting a huge array of games and movies coming out like from the summer on. I think I talked about in a previous podcast. So, yeah, uh, we have a lot of new stuff to talk about. But again, looking for the documentaries. So if you guys have cool ones, please submit it to us. Yeah, we want to hear it. Yeah. Also, we're looking for really cool, spooky places to visit uh, this, mm-hmm. like, fall and winter and going into uh, next year. So if you have a cool area that you think would be really neat for us to check out or do a video on or a really cool haunted location, uh, please do let us know. If you go to campcryptedpodcast.com, you can go to the contact section and let us know. Or if you want to join our subreddit and just drop a cool little post there about this cool haunted location, that's that would be cool, too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. We're trying to go to the Conjuring House at some point, so <laughs> so we, we need are. y'all to like manifest this for us, okay? <laughs> yeah, so we're really just trying to find like some some good places to go to, and uh, especially since our first one was so spooky, like I don't know if we're gonna be able to top that because that shit was pretty haunted, but it would be nice to just explore them and, and have that experience together. I almost think we need to make it like a yearly thing where we go back to Mansfield Reformatory. Well, okay, so I, I, I think I, I didn't mention that here on the podcast and you reminded me, uh, a photographer we worked with had posted that they went and did the tour and they went through the walking tour and somebody was leading them, um, you know, because there's somebody that guides the tour essentially. And at one point, the tour guide just 
disappeared. Now, this is something we heard at our night tour. I don't, I don't know. You've been there during the day. Have they ever mentioned that during the day? Mm-mm. Okay, so, like, there's a chance that potentially she didn't even know that this happens often. Um, but when we went there at night, the guy said that it's very common that during the day, people will go thinking they're following a tour guide and it's a ghost. And then the ghost disappears and they bring them to a random cell. And uh, this is what she experienced. So I thought that was super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. If you you all haven't checked out our um, ghost hunt at Mansfield Reformatory, uh, it was incredibly spooky. I would like highly recommend if you watch it on YouTube to wear like um, headphones with it because uh, that's the way you'll hear kind of what we picked up on our headphones. Um, and uh, we we caught something really, really weird. And um, Lua had like a, basically where she saw an apparition and so did our tour guide uh, as we were going through one of the, the cell blocks. So overall, it's just a really eerie place. You can feel a lot of like um, energy in the, the areas. Um, but yeah, I would love to go back. We're here for all the spooks and scares. <laughs> Absolutely. Also, um, she had said that she kept commenting on the cells and how cool and beautiful the place was. And the tour guide brought him to the cell 23 and said that it's not cool and that he suffered there. And she apologized. And then he was like, thanks, and disappeared. So now I want to check out cell 23 and see what was on there and, and who was there and kind of see if we could find any information. I know it's hard Ooh. to figure that out. Uh, but, you know, with, like, James and stuff, like, there was a sp- specific cell 13. So I wonder yeah. if maybe, like, yeah. this per- this ghost is more well-known or something. Well, I mean, that's the thing is the tour guides we had were absolutely great. So I yes. feel like, you know, if you said something like, hey, so can you find out? That? I feel like they would be down to, like, help, like, kind of, like, tackle, oh, yeah. like, the mystery. They probably just sit there and just research so much about that place. So I wouldn't be surprised oh, if they absolutely, figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. They were so knowledgeable about, like, everything. So they, they yeah, amazing. Very, very good. Well, this was definitely an episode on uh, catching up on things that we previously discussed, which was really cool. And I'm I'm really glad we had the opportunity to talk about, you know, previous episodes that we did and, and kind of go almost full circle, which I'm sure there will always be more things to come back to with our podcast, yeah. which is really nice. Uh, but with that said, I think that's everything this week. So if you will do the honors. Yeah. So if you yourself have a creepy story or experience uh, that you would like to share with us uh, that we could talk about, you know, discuss, uh, go to campcryptedpodcast.com. There's a little contact section. Just leave us your little blurb and uh, we'll get to haunting. <laughs> and you can go over to campcryptedpodcast.com for all the different ways to listen to us. We are available on Apple uh, Podcasts and Spotify if you would like to leave us a review. You can also go on there to submit your stories. So again, we talked about earlier, submit anything you want uh, in relation to this podcast we cover so many subjects we're happy to listen to your theories your experiences and putting them on you know campfire tales is something we would love to do uh and until next time we're camp counselors signing off